Welcome to the TJ Malden Leadership Podcast, where we talk about life, leadership, and the gospel. Join us for this special series called Can You Say That?, where we have real conversations on difficult topics. All right, welcome to today's episode of the TJ Mon Leadership Podcast. And this is going to be, if you've been listening and hanging out with us for a little while, this is going to be a little bit different than usual. We are going to do a series of 10 or so episodes called can you say that? All right. And so these will drop just sporadically, randomly. Uh, they'll show up in your your iTunes, your Spotify, and on YouTube. And today, the very first episode, I met Nick. Uh, this is Nick Johnson. Nick, you want to say hey to everybody? Hello, my friends. How's it going out there? All right. So I met Nick about uh, six months ago or so in our through our Red Door College ministry here in Tifton, Georgia. Uh, Nick attends ABAC. And he is from, tell us a little bit about yourself, just from where you're from right now, just at the beginning. I'm from Camilla, Georgia. So Nick is from Camilla, Georgia, and Nick has been diagnosed with... Autism Spectrum Disorder. Autism Spectrum Disorder. So um, what I wanted to do today, uh, because I know Nick, and Nick and I uh, have a friendship, and he's a part of our Red Door College ministry, I really just wanted to have a conversation and... And if it's 10 minutes or an hour, Nick, that's up to you. You This can go as long as you want it to, um, unless we start talking about Vietnam. I know you're really interested in that. We may have to cut that one short. But out of everything, I just really wanted to have a conversation because I think a lot of people have questions about autism. We've seen the a rise in autism cases. And I know there's there's multiple diagnoses, right? And um, whether it's Asperger's or Rett syndrome or Canons and or what your diagnosis is again, could you tell me the phrase? Autism spectrum disorder. So you have autism spectrum disorder. And so what I really wanted to do is help people to understand what it's like to be friends with someone or to have conversation with someone or to be comfortable to approach someone with autism. And from your perspective, because I'm neurotypical and a lot of people who walk around are neurotypical. So I really wanted to just understand what it's like to interact from your perspective and how you feel. So what would you say, what, do you remember when or how you were diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder? Yes. Um, it was back when I was in second grade. My parents took me to a place somewhere in Albany where they took me to a doctor. What they did was that, like, they put me, um, they gave me some tests to make sure I can understand things well. And when I realized that, like, the tests were a little bit different than as with results, I found that's when I realized that I was autistic. Okay, so you were in the second grade. Actually, um, I, let me rephrase that. Um, my mom knew I was autistic from the moment like she got to know me when I was born. Okay, and like, but we just didn't get like get official when I was when I was officially tested for autism until you were in the second grade. So, what did that die now? Being tell me how you old you are now. I'm 23. Okay, as a 23 year old, how significant was it for you, or has it been for you to have a diagnosis to know? Okay, this is. My brain works a little differently than a neurotypical person. Has it been helpful for you to have a diagnosis and for you to to kind of know what you're working with? Yes. It actually, um, because I know the problems with autism, sure. that, that means like I can like, I can like get help like whenever I need it. Okay. Like, like tutoring, for example, like whenever I'm having problems with some homework assignments at ABAC, what yeah. I do is like I just go to a tutoring center 
Okay. So if, if you don't mind me asking, what what are some of the difficulties or some of the challenges like you've described that you experience having um, having autism or being on the spectrum of autism? With pleasure, TJ. Yeah. I actually have um, a hard time comprehending what people are trying to tell me. Okay. I also have a hard time... Um, like I get I get fixated on things that can stay there for quite a while, and sure. like the problem is it can take can like get annoying if it's not if it's the right person that I talk to for too long. So so what you're so that I know that I'm interpreting this correctly, you're saying you get fixated on something maybe in conversation with someone, and and then I can like um sorry sorry interrupt you or anything. No, that's but okay. like, but to be honest with you, like. Mostly with my parents and all, like yeah. when I tell them the same thing over and over and over again, that's when the things can get a little out of whack, like out of hand, I meant. I got you. So you get fixated on things and you kind of repeat the same stories or the same set of facts over and over? Yes, sir. Okay. So what would you, do you mind me asking, what are some of your favorite things that you've become fixated on? What are some of your favorite subjects? Say in school, what's your favorite subject? My favorite subject has to be like the class on Vietnam, like which I was, which was taught by Frescott Brown. Yeah, like I don't get too fixated on it, but like I do like to look at some particular planes that are using that era, like the F four Phantom, for example. So you love the F four Phantom? Oh yeah. Did didn't you make a Lego? Uh, uh, okay, maybe I'm wrong about this. Didn't you make a model plane or a Lego model plane? Am I? Oh, you painted. You painted it, didn't you? Because yep. you paint as well. Actually, it was a helicopter that you're thinking of. That's I'm pretty right. sure. That's right. That's right. So, what about was it anything about Vietnam that just kind of struck your interest, or was it just the planes more than just the planes happened to be in a Vietnam class? Actually, um, what makes me get like the plot like Vietnam so much is like it was the first time, in my opinion, when helicopters were used for attack, like attack, I got like, you. like gunships, like the Huey Hog, yeah, or even the Cobra gunship. Okay. Your your knowledge on planes and all of those things is so much further expanded than mine. I'm just going to take your word for it, Nick, because you're pretty much an expert when it comes to Vietnam yeah. aircraft warfare. Right? I'll tell you something else, too. And I had never, never knew about this until one of my professors taught me this. It turns out the F-4 Phantom, because of the way it's shaped, it's also called Double Ugly. Double Ugly. It's fantastic. I think I had a girlfriend one time that called me that. Why? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. I just love playing the game. So, Nick, what? let me ask you this, if you don't mind me asking. Has there been things that when it comes to your interaction with, with those who are neurotypical like myself, what are some of the things that maybe have you felt misunderstood at times or things that even unknowingly that myself or another neurotypical might say or even do around you that makes you uncomfortable or feel hurt in any way? Well, I'll be honest with you, TJ. Um, it go, it's a little bit more complex than that. Like, yeah. like back then I used to get teased all the time, not in a bad way, but like they just like, they didn't realize like, okay, let me rephrase this. Like sure. they didn't um, know I was autistic. My classmates back in high school until they found out like um, about the senior year, the senior year of high school. Yeah. They were pretty surprised to find that out. Really? Yeah. So so how did they treat you differently after they realized that you had a diagnosis? Yes. They ever since then, like they they didn't treat me as badly as I thought they were. 
Like I'm not not saying that they actually did mistreat me. They just teased me too much. I got you. And okay. They, and they think I know I'm an easy target. I got you. So you you would you would say then, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what I, I feel like you're saying is because you were born perfectly by God's standards, but different. There, there's no doubt that your brain functions differently than a neurotypical person's does. But that's the way God created you. That's mm-hmm. the way God fit, you know, your neuro responses in your brains, the, the way that uh, your brain, you know, the, your brain fires, right? Your neurons fire in your brain. And, and, and you know, you, you, the way that the pathways of your brain work are so different than mine, but they're so unique and perfectly created by God. So what you're saying is because of that, because you've experienced life differently, you've experienced some bullying mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. And there is one girl that mistreated me like in a way that I can never understand, but I, I don't like to talk about her name in front of people. That's okay. We probably shouldn't do that, actually. So exactly. that, that'll be okay. But I will tell you this. Sure. Um, since you brought what God did for what God made me of. Yeah. Turns out the reason I think he put me on the, this planet was to be a friend to everyone. I, I think that's a wonderful perspective. Yeah, and I don't disagree. I know that I, uh, our opportunity to to meet and to have conversation uh, through the Red Door Ministry, I know that it's made it's filled my life with joy. Every conversation I've been able to have, and that's why I wanted you to wanted to introduce you to the men and women and uh, boys and girls, people that listen to this podcast. I wanted them to be introduced to you because I think sometimes people, especially neurotypical people who are uh, just busy about their lives, sometimes we. Maybe people are afraid to interact with someone that's on the spectrum or they don't know what they're going to get. And I wanted you to have a voice for the community, uh, for the autistic community, those who are on the spectrum, to allow people to see that that you have so much to offer the world and your life is a gift. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that is, I just I just love that we're able to be friends and that you are a good friend. So what would you say, if we can shift gears just a little bit, what are some of your your favorite things in life? Just to get to know, so people can get to know you a little bit more. Other than other than Vietnam, what are some of the other favorite things in your life? Oh, I got several hobbies for you, TJ. Tell me. First of all, as you said before, I like to paint. And you're a great painter. Yes, sir, yeah. I am. I like to bowl, do lip sync battles, karaoke. I also like to rap battle, like we like we did one time. You are you are very good at rapping. I mean, I will give it to you. You have a way to put words together. And you're a great painter. I was blown away. Um, you painted uh, the helicopter. And was there a shark? Yeah. Yeah, the shark was pretty fantastic as well. I, do you remember my favorite animal? Yeah, it was... Um, oh, my gosh, I do not remember. <laughs> you don't remember my favorite mm-hmm. animal? What's your favorite animal? Uh, white rhinoceros. That's right. Mine was the... Killer whale. Oh man, yeah. that's killer right there. It is killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's I, good. There is one other hobby that I like to do. Tell and me. This is like my best hobby of all: socialization. Socialization. So for you, being on the spectrum, someone with autism, you would say that as it's difficult for you. You said that earlier that sometimes it's difficult for you to comprehend what people are saying to you, and even sometimes for you to get your ideas across. That's difficult, but you still love 
socialization. Yeah. You still love being in conversation and friendship with people. Yeah. And there's actually like five friends from ABAC that I actually want to mention to you that have been my top, my key friends in my life. I, w- I would love to hear it. And also to the, my, some four, five friends from Andrew College, my old college before I came here. Yeah. Okay. First of all, number five is Peyton Hart, my, okay. who goes to ABAC. She went, the reason she's number five when, for me is like, um, she danced with me at homecoming dance, which is usually hard to come around. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I never had a friend like Peyton Hart. That's great. Number four. Maggie Mullis. Maggie Mullis. Because, like, she asked me to do some bowling with her because, like, she's very competitive in sports. Yeah. Like, and I never knew that was, and, like, um, that's actually how we got to know each other as good buddies. Bowling. Number yeah. three. Maggie Yates. Maggie Yates. She's the reason why she's number three is because like she's been a huge fan of my jokes. Very and, like, cool. And we've been good buddies ever since. I told her last time we saw each other at Red Door, like she's going down my personal history book as like the, my biggest fan of jokes at ABAC. Fantastic. Number two. I think I know who number one is, but who's number two? Towns Etheridge. Towns Etheridge. Like he may be one of the newer friends I've made at um, ABAC. Yeah. But he's actually helped me through a lot of problems before in my in the past. That's awesome. Towns actually wants to go to school for counseling and for like therapeutic horticulture, which is very interesting to me. Using plants to, to you know, plants and garden. I'm probably butchering this. If Towns, I know he's listening. He's probably like TJ. That's not what I'm doing at all. But he wants to um, introduce plants. With therapy, I don't know. It's something like that. I don't know. You could probably, Nick, tell people better. So who's number one? Carly Williams. Carly Williams. Carly is a softball player today back. She's an amazing softball player. Yeah. Uh, she also is a Jesus lover. She loves Jesus, and she's just a really good person, man. Yeah. She's really cool. And not only that, she's also the, the reason she's the top friend in my list on, at ABAC is because she's one of the pioneers in my li- of my friendship at ABAC. That's very cool. She's also helped me through some problems whenever I needed anything. Yeah. And she, for example, she helped me through a problem when I was faced with family loss when my step-grandfather passed away. I got you. And I'll tell you this. She's been my Valentine for my for the, for my first ABAC Valentine at ABAC before. That's fantastic, man. That's Carly. Look at you. All right. That's awesome, Nick. So shifting gears one more time. Nick, if someone was thinking about or, or knew someone that was on the spectrum, right? Someone was dealing with autism, whether it was Canaan's or Asperger's or Rett's or whatever different level of the spectrum someone was on. What would you say to that person, to a neurotypical that, that has an autistic person in their life or they maybe have been reserved in their co- connection and communication with those who are on the spectrum? Is there anything you would say to that person any encouragement that you would give them? Yes, they can always come to me because, like, um, what I mean, what, what, I'm, what I mean by this is that I'm actually highly experienced in like, like having autism. Like, like although that that's not, I wouldn't call that an experience. Like, but I can tell you this: people yeah. with autism are very different from other people because, like, one for one thing, people with autism are usually some of the smartest people of all. But like the type of autism that I have, although I did say, I only said the general stuff about this disorder that I told you about. Yeah. But this type of autism that I have is called high functioning autism. Gotcha. So, so you're, have you, have you ever had a job? 
I have. I actually worked at my sister's pet shop over this past summer. And since you brought up jobs, yeah. I actually have an internship this summer at the Georgia Museum of Agriculture. That's fantastic. What are you going to be doing? Do you know what you're doing yet? Oh, yeah. I'm working with people who are just like me on autism. Really? So, so you're sitting here living proof that someone on the spectrum can not only be a good friend and a good listener and a good conversationalist, but they can be a good employee. Right. So mm-hmm. we should be what what you're telling me is that we should be more open and more kind and more considerate to those in this world that God has blessed with a gift of autism. Right. Because we don't we don't think of it that way. Uh, most of the time, you know, in, in my world, you know, and my, my daughter has limitations. Right. She was born differently. Mm-hmm. Hers are more orthopedic than they are neurological. But God made her that way. And she's a gift to me. And God made you this way. So you're a gift to the world. And I want, I, I so badly, Nick, want people to, to just see and be able to understand that people that are different than us, that we would consider, and we don't like to use the word, right? People with disability, people with limitations or challenges are no less of a person. They're, they're, they're a beautiful creation by God put on this planet to do amazing things for his glory. And, uh, and I'm so grateful that you are willing to have this conversation and talk with me and just willing to always put on a smile and, and have, you know, just to be a friend to people. It's really cool. Yeah. But I'll tell you something. Socializing with new people is actually a little bit like um, makes me a little nervous because, like, you never, you, know, you never met that person before until you get to know them quite a bit. But, like, back, but like today, I'm not, as, I'm not as nervous as I usually am. Yeah, I, well, when you came in, I asked you, I, I said, Nick, how nervous are you? You said, oh, 4.5 out of 10. It was four and a half out of 10. You have, you're, you're, you, you've, you know, got confidence and poise and you can articulate well. And I think you're doing great at yeah. comprehending the things asked of you. So real quick, rapid fire questions. What's your favorite food? Cheeseburgers. What's your favorite music? Rock and roll. I, I mean, um, country music, like the song How Bad Do You Want It by Tim McGraw. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right. What's your favorite? So that's your, what's your favorite movie? The new movie Jurassic World Dominion, that, which comes out. Wait, are you, are you looking for one that's already out? You, whatever, you, whatever you want to give me. The movie that involves um, prehistoric predators. Gotcha. Is that why you drew teeth, like a mouth and teeth on your helicopter? Well, actually, um... That was already it was already on the, the helicopter when I saw the reference picture. I got you. But I'll tell you that mount that I'll tell you something else too. That helicopter has has a mouthful of teeth with a bad attitude. That's it. Absolutely. Well, listen, Nick, I, I'm so grateful that you would spend a little bit of time with me. Is there anything else that you want the for those that are listening in, those that are that are thinking through um just this podcast and listening in on us. Is there anything you want to say to the world as being someone that's on a spectrum, someone that has been diagnosed and you own your diagnosis is autistic. Um, is there anything you want to say to the people that, that have given us their time to listen? Yes. I want to give some honorable mentions to some, of my old buddies at Andrew college. That's right. We missed, I missed that earlier. I'm that's sorry. A, that's okay. Yeah. I would like to thank my, my five friends, Zach Foster, Taylor Martin, Sarah Merrill, Jamal Perry, and the one and only Kennedy Fisher. The one and only Kennedy Fisher. Because, like, the reason she's the top person on my list at Andrew College is because, like, she was one of the first new people I met in my second year at Andrew College. Because, and also, too, on the first day of school at breakfast, she's the first person to sit with me there. 
That's really cool. And not only that, she's also a feisty competitor in a good way. That's awesome. Like, if you want her on a kickball team, my advice is you better take her because who, like she is one of the most aggressive competitors in the whole world. Who doesn't love kickball? Nick? Nobody. Everybody loves kickball, right? Who doesn't love kickball? You're right. Yeah, everybody loves kickball. Okay, so before we go, because we got we're gonna go here in a minute, but what are some of your dreams? What, what could you could you just share? Maybe some of the dreams that you have in this life. My dream is become a, a military historian for World War II. Because I'll tell you something. I actually have an, I have an M1 helmet that's from World War II, thanks to my good dad. That's awesome. This is a good dad. You got it. So you got an M1 helmet from World War II, and you would like to be a historian. Yes, sir. And you feel like ABAC, the school here in Tifton. Abraham, so for those of you that don't know, ABAC is Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College. And it's not just a farm school. It's there are some great scientists and future historians that attend ABAC as well, right? Awesome, awesome. Yep. Was there anything else? Anything else that you want people to know or hear other than your dream of being a historian one day? I got a joke for you. Please, please tell me the joke. And this is something. Actually, I got two jokes for you. And actually, this is something my buddy Jonathan Chris mentioned to me. Have you ever heard the skunk joke, TJ? The skunk joke? Uh, no. You don't want to hear it anyway. It stinks. It's <laughs> a pretty good one. And like, this is something that my another buddy of mine from BCM told me. Someone named Jarrett. I don't know his last name, but here's the joke. Okay. You ever heard of the construction joke? Hmm. I can't tell you right now. I'm still working on it. Ah, oh, uh, it's one to build on. Yep. <laughs> That's a counter joke right there. It is. It is. Cool. Well, Nick, listen, thank you so much. For hanging out with me for a few minutes today. Thank you for being on the TJ Mullen Leadership Podcast. We always talk about life, leadership, and the gospel, and we believe, um, and we believe every life is valuable, and God has created every person for His glory. And so, I just want you to hear that I am grateful for the time you have given me to sit and talk, and I am so grateful for your life. Blessings on you, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, TJ. Thanks a lot. See y'all later. Thank you so much for listening to this special episode of Can You Say That on the TJ Malden Leadership Podcast, where we talk about life, leadership, and the gospel. If you enjoyed this episode, share with a friend. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you would like more information or have questions about the episode you heard today, please email us at tjmaldenleadershippodcast at gmail.com.